you're listening to Art of the Flow. Welcome to another episode of Art of the Float, where float centers thrive. This is our weekly podcast that tells our stories of starting and running our float centers while providing tips and insights along the way. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Art of the Float, and join the conversation by leaving a speak pipe on artofthefloat.com. As always, we love to hear your voice. Also on artofthefloat.com is where you can find show notes, links, and pictures from every episode. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Dylan. I own the float shop with Sandra Calm in Portland, Oregon. I'm joined with Amy of Float Nashville, and Lance is out this week. I think he might be out for the next two weeks here, um, so we'll be missing him. Um, but I'm really excited to bring on our guests, Dustin and Meredith, today after we run through our weeks here. Um, just as always, just want to let you know that we are available for consulting. That's available on artofthefloat.com. Also, if you're interested in supporting the show, you can always click through our Amazon referral link on artofthefloat.com on the recommended products page. And the really cool thing about that is it doesn't cost you any money, but it's just a tiny portion of every purchase you make then goes through to help support the show. And we genuinely appreciate it. Um, I also want to give a shout out to Floataway for sponsoring us. We really appreciate that. Floataway makes the beautiful tranquility tanks, float arounds, float cabins. Uh, so whatever style of float tank you're looking for, tranquility does have the uh, float tank that should meet your needs and the technology that will make it super convenient to run in your float center as well. And um, all the way from manual lift uh, open and closing uh, or the larger float tanks that um, can uh, be turned on now with uh, the wave of your hand, which is pretty cool. So go to www.floataway.com if you want to check them out. <sighs> Amy, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing all right. How about you, Dylan? Uh, good. I don't know that it's been a super floaty week for me. Uh, to be honest, we had a sunny day, so I disappeared for a while and with my daughter, and we just went hiking and running around in the sun a whole bunch. And I got to say, like, <laughs> I try not to make this show about my, my new baby girl, but this week was was pretty sweet for us and it was great uh sandra actually got to go spend some time by herself which is uh, a little bit unique <laughs> and and uh but um we, we saved up some milk and i got to take her out on the town and it was a blast so that's oh how fun that, that's always the the kind of the limiting factor of like how much away time sandra can have is how much milk do we have on backup so um <laughs> fortunately we had a lot it happened to be sunny so we had a good day um, besides, oh, nice. besides that, we did have a little bit of a learning curve with our, our uh, computers. We bought some some Macs to replace our old computer that's, I think, the hard drive died or the startup program died or something. Um, yeah, I don't know the technical part of it. Our IT guy, Brian, <laughs> could explain that to you. But um, most importantly, it died, and we wanted to get some replacement Macs. We um, spent hundreds of dollars on uh, two Macs because we want one the front desk and then one kind of at the, at the front desk but further behind so if somebody else is on the phone uh, they can also go to um, work on the computer but um, they were too out of date I think they were too old and they both died within a few days of us purchasing them um, I also um, think at least one of them we were basically sold a lemon intentionally by somebody off of Craigslist so um, be warned about that like try before you buy type of stuff um, but uh, again, Brian was super helpful and uh, got us hooked up with a new, no, a, a lightly, gently, lovingly used iMac Mini. 
uh, with, I think, some extra RAM in there or something like that, something that makes it go fast and work hard. So we're, <laughs> we're nice. stoked about that. We've, we're setting it up today, and it's, it's uh, purring like a kitten, so we're happy about that. <laughs> oh, sweet. I always dread those uh, switching out computer times because yes. there always does seem to be there's this whole this whole energy that goes towards setting up and getting things ready to go. And you start to realize just how much stuff you got to move from one computer to another and and what you use and what you don't use can I on a tell, daily basis. Can I tell you a little something that's actually really cool about that? Um, Brian had us hooked up and I didn't realize how hooked up we were until we had these computers die. Um, so first of all, we realized we were smart or excuse me, I should say Brian was smart and made us put everything into the cloud. So when our computer uh-huh. died, it's not like we lost a bunch of assets. It was all still in Dropbox uh, or uh, Google Drive. Um, the other part is um, the first reboot of computers, you know, the, the first, so first computer dies, then we bought another one. That one, we set everything up and then uh, we added a backup hard drive and that kept everything on that hard drive. So once our computer died, we were able to boot up from that old hard drive and like all our passwords and, and settings, it was even saying like, open your previous tabs. And it was like, yes, uh, good. Mind body, Helm and Google Drive, all that stuff just popped up immediately. And it was as if we were working on our old computer. So uh, um, that was actually quite nice and probably actually a good time to segue to <laughs> that we're having a software uh, roundtable April 12th. So that'll be really exciting to go further into our software and just make our lives easier using software and saving us time and hassle. Uh, beyond mm-hmm. that, how are you doing, Amy? What's What's been going on for you this week? Yeah. Yeah, so it's been one of those crazy weeks where unexpected things happen unexpectedly <laughs> all throughout my week. Sounds um, like you run a float center, yeah. Yeah, you know, it, it, you know, it's, but some weeks are a little bit crazier than others. This is one of those where you know you have it all planned. You start out the week. I'm, I'm, you know, y'all know me. I have my list going. I do my Sunday. I call it my Sunday summit where I get my priorities in order. And then it's like, why did I even bother doing that? Because <laughs> just went all to. Went all crazy on me. What came uh, we actually, we had a, our website. Well, actually, it was with our domain and with our hosting site. Everything went down. In fact, we thought we lost our website. Our email went down. Everything went down. It took us about four hours to notice it. Whoa. I was wondering why everything was so freaking slow oh, that day. Wow. Uh, and here it was something uh, with Bluehost, who hosts our domain. Hmm. Um, but talk about a panic <laughs> Talk about sheer panic. I, 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 you know, I'm a little less than tech savvy. I, I get around, <laughs> but you know, I got my, I have my moments and I'm getting on. We have a square, Squarespace website. I'm getting on. It says, you know, preview picture coming soon. And I'm like, no. Um, so I'm like calling, I'm calling Bluehost. I'm calling yeah. Squarespace. I'm calling my web, uh, my web guy. Uh, and after about five hours, uh, we actually finally got everything set up again. So huge sigh of relief. Um, so that was like a total of nine hours down. It was a yeah. It okay. was it was not a good day. Uh, but the fact that my website was not did not disappear into the <laughs> right uh, yeah. <laughs> the depths of the web. Um, I'm like you know what I'm going to consider myself lucky and I'm going to be I'm going to celebrate this and we're just going to move on and not think about it. Um, is but there, it, it made things a little wonky for a bit. Is there a way to back up your website? Is that a thing? There is. Okay. And and we had it backed up. But when I when I went to Bluehost to look at my backup, it said, oh, you have no backups. And oh. all my domains had been completely 
uh, I, I'm going to say turned off because I don't know the proper terminology, but sure. they they went to unassigned. Every single domain I have went to unassigned, and it said there was no backup. But um, that is terrifying. I know that sounds really terrifying. silly. Like what is what a silly thing to be terrified of? But as a business owner, that is absolutely horrifying. Like honestly. Oh, because all you all you're thinking is there goes your SEO. There goes oh, right. yeah, yeah. years of work. You yeah. know, it's the, it's the original website, so it's like years of blog posts, years of you know. In some ways, I think we probably should like go and delete the website every once in a while and put up something fresh and new. But yeah, let's not get crazy. A new, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a new, a new look of paint is always a good thing. Well, every every yeah. few years is probably a good thing. But yeah, that's yeah. spooky, man. Maybe um, I wonder if Engineer Brian has any input on backing up files or like having a different source to back up your your web files. Brian, are you there? Yeah, yeah. There's a couple. You guys, you're talking about backing up websites specifically. Yeah, mm-hmm. like just all those yeah, assets, a, blog posts, the visuals. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple options. It depends on um, what you're what you're using for your website. Um, if you're using WordPress, there's probably a thousand different services that'll back up your WordPress, um, do incremental backups, etc. Um, on it for myself, like every once in a while, it's not often, but maybe five or six times a year, I'll log into the server and just download all the website files and keep them locally. Wow. So if, if something terrible does happen, you know, I can't get the most up-to-date one replaced in there, but I have something. Right. I have something. It's better than nothing. Um, yeah, I don't have any specific recommendations as far as backup services. Just look into them and make sure you have one because if your website's down, and it gets deleted or hacked and removed, like you want to have, you want to have an option to get it back up online. Which, Which, yeah, I can speak from experience on that one. Yeah. Getting hacked. Yeah, you sure can. Mm -hmm. Which, um, which fortunately we were lucky. Our web guy did have, did have uh, backups and stuff in place, but it took me a while to get a hold of him. He was, he was um, not available at the moment. So, you know, I just sat around in my own sweat for a while. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Like, He's like, no, no, we're good. It's okay. Deep breaths. I'm like, yep, yep, yep. I'm just trying to be like cool about it. But you know, like that kind of cool where you're really hyper and yeah, not fooling anyone. The panic is encroaching. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so that's one of those things where I had my day planned out and my week planned out and there goes, you know, uh, five, six hours of my time that was completely unexpected and, uh, you know, it's one of those, I I think I was telling y'all before the show, it's one of those times, one of those periods in life where, um, you know, even the things that aren't so bad feel a little bit more stressful. And I'm realizing I'm a little tired. And even that float, that that uh, once a week float isn't giving me what I need, which is an indication that, mm-hmm. hey, maybe I should go and get a little extra rest, take some time and uh, so I can handle everything better. So we're working on that. We're working are, on that. this. How week. are you working on that? Yeah, well, OK, so um <laughs> I, I, I'm actually coming to you from Florida. I'm, I'm not in Nashville this week. I'm down in Florida, and uh, my family's down here. We're spending a little bit of time with nice. them. So I am taking some time out of my day, okay. to, trying to schedule my meetings morning and night so I can take the time during oh, the day cool. to be with them. And, take, and I took a nap. Nice. That's beautiful. That, nap. that is a beautiful thing. Mm. Yeah, good stuff. So, yes, um, it's nice to know that uh, and I, I do owe it to the float tank to become a little bit more aware of when I need that stuff. So. We're in the right business. Right. right. That's true. But yeah, if it's, if the floats aren't bringing you back to zero or, you know, 
it, it it's completely possible to still burn yourself out, right? Like there's no number of floats that could take care of everything, if especially with how hard I know you work. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, All good though. Anything else going on for you this week that you wanted to share? Um, no, other than I'm in Florida, y'all. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> And unfortunately, it's cold, but I'm still near a beach, and that's really all I want to share is I'm near. Uh, it's funny. Well, you know, when I when I get down here, we're actually in this area where there's a there's a Gulf of Mexico on one side and the uh, river with a bunch of springs on the other side. And all I can think of whenever we do this is Jay Wallace uh, and Blue Mind. Mm-hmm. Here I am. I'm sitting next to water. I yes. can look out my window and see this water, and uh, just being around it is very healing. Um, so. So this week I've been I've been thinking a lot of Jay Wallace and awesome. Blue Mind and looking forward to his his book coming out here soon. Yes, Go yes, yes. Go deeper. Um, that's good stuff. Seven Ages of Water. Yeah, if you if you want to uh, listen to that episode, that's episode fifty that we uh, that we had him <laughs> on, and he he talked all about Blue Mind, and it's a great episode. Well, yeah, plug which, the episode. Checking out. But even better, buy his book. Uh, yeah, uh, Blue Mind is such a good book, and I think anybody who owns a flow center should absolutely have read this book because it educates educates you so much on what the presence of water does for us as human beings. It's it's a beautiful book and very readable. Um, all right, cool. Well, I'm very excited to bring on our guests Meredith and Dustin, and the topic today is the idea of having a family and starting a float center, which uh, boggles my mind by how much stress I went through starting a float center with just Sandra and myself. So I can't even imagine it. So I'm excited to learn more. Welcome to the show, Meredith and Dustin. How are you guys doing? Yeah, good. Hey, awesome. Yeah, <laughs> really well. Nice. Yeah. Um, how long have you has your float center been open for now? It's been, uh, this is going on to our third year. Cool. I think May, three, that's May legit. <laughs> yeah. what, what was that? May long weekend, yeah. This oh, yeah, is, right. This nice. is May, yeah. yeah. Um, and can you t- uh, describe your float center a little bit, number of uh, floats and uh, other services, anything like that, and maybe even the demographic a little bit, where it's located? Yeah, we're in uh, Invermere, BC, and uh, right on Main Street. Nice. Yeah. Super nice. Yeah, it's a town of about 3,800 people. Okay. In the winter, year-round residents, but we're sort of by Calgary, Alberta. So yeah, we're in Canada, mm-hmm. and so that's about three hours away, and that's our our big tourist um, city that we get in the summer. So in the summers, we have about forty thousand people, so it swells quite a bit. Got it. Um, yeah, so it's interesting going around the year. We've come up with some creative, holistic services and we have an organic juice and smoothie bar in the lobby of our float center so that kind of balances out they take turns being the focus interesting oh that's fascinating i i definitely want to get to that more and gosh also where is lance this seems like right up his alley tonight with (laughs) with his kombucha that he's selling too um oh there we go uh so how many how many float tanks do you have two two float tanks and what other services do you provide besides juice yeah, we do Reiki and massage. We've got an RMT starting with us in April and actually Dustin's sister, Margot. And then we've got Dustin does Heller Work Massage and I actually read Oracle cards and do Reiki. And so, yeah, we host workshops. We have a therapeutic yoga instructor on staff who's 
potentially going to step into one-on-one pre-float sessions. Um, We we love, we've got something called an Ascension Day Pass. So you get Mm. like an hour treatment of each of the services and a juice or smoothie and you're there for about four hours. It's pure luxury. You get our whole spa for for the afternoon. We can take up up to four people. And rotate everybody through. Um, It's really cool. So actually, (laughs) we've done one day is uh, like bridal parties for seven or eight people and sort of juggle it through. But yeah, we could definitely use another treatment room because our lounge is heavily used on those days. Oh, right, right. (laughs) It's creative. (laughs) Right, nice. That sounds awesome. And I love love that you guys are doing that. Um, May I ask, if you don't mind, I guess it would be a secret. How much do you charge for the... For the for the day, ascension pack yeah, or at it two twenty five. Nice. So the typical massage and reiki rates are ninety dollars an hour, and floats for that would be sixty for the sixty minutes, and then we factor in the beverage and do a slight discount for the package and sure. the group incentive. Yeah. Yeah. And I assume you opened your doors, and all of this was right out of the gate, super easy. Uh-huh. Yeah, sort of. We had the- <laughs> well, you know, you know what, you know. What, what was crazy? The the float tanks took um, a couple more months yeah. to finish before we opened. You, you know, we're working on the juice bar, the massage rooms, and the yeah. float tanks, everything all at once, right? So by the end of construction, I decided, well, we've got to work on one thing. Let's just get the front open right. first. Yeah. So, Thank so we- goodness we did. Yeah, we right? were supposed to open in March, and the second float tank got up and running at the end of maybe the first week of July. Oh, so we wow. had one going. Um, oh, yeah. We had one going in the beginning of June, and we were able to open the juice bar. We just actually said um, we're doing this, whether we're ready or not. We hadn't had time to test our <laughs> beverage. Well, yeah, never, and we we never made first. juice in our lives. Yeah, we had. <laughs> we, we came up with recipes the first day, banged them out, and yeah, people loved it. Yeah, wow. I'm a juice bar person, so yeah, he doesn't know. I spent months on it, but I <laughs> had never made them, and it was go time, and yeah, it was just hopping busy. Everybody, the suspense was killing them. They had to get in there and... That was good thing we had the juice bar. It's a little challenging now, though. We're learning to staff and anticipate the staffing between the two. Oh, I think it makes a lot more sense to focus on one. So we're actually thinking of expanding oh, the spa and moving the juices out to farmer's market, mobile mm-hmm. vending for festivals, things like that instead. But keeping both of them because they're both awesome. <laughs> wow. So two businesses so, and, and family. Yeah. Wow. Can, can we, I want to, there's so much I want to cover now, my goodness, but, but I want to, I want to go all the way back to, um, well, was Dust, Dustin was the one who had discovered floating first. Is that right? And yeah. I found out about it. Yeah. I, I'm the one who kind of brought it up. <laughs> Just like, like you know, why you, uh, well, we were going to have a kid okay. and I was like, why don't we do something different with our lives? <laughs> You know, I was doing insulation. Um, Meredith was uh, working at Kicking Horse Coffee up here, uh, bagging coffee and stuff up uh-huh. here. There's a big uh, coffee dispenser here. Or, okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I decided, why don't we start a float tank center? And uh, she said, uh, 
give me three days to think about it. No way. Can I give me three days to think about it? And she thought, well, why don't we open up a juice bar and, <laughs> and a flu egg center at the same time and have massage in there? So Yeah, we yeah. have 3,800 people here. So right. <laughs> I was thinking, you know, through the winter, we need something else. We need to get creative with what we're going to do here. Whoa. But yeah, no, Dustin was pretty insufferable since he found out about floating. It was like a weekly like, hey, what about the laundry room? We could seal that oh, door okay. off. And did you build uh, your own float tank or did you did you need to uh, a yeah. commercial center to do that? <laughs> we no, no. But uh, we did make our float rooms. Uh, they're they're custom built, right? They're op- two open bed float tanks oh, cool. that mm-hmm. uh, that are have glass block on one side with LED lights in them, uh, infrared sauna panels in the ceiling, oh, wow, which nice. are great. Okay. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's all it's all custom built. Yeah. And so uh, back, but, back oh, you did. But we didn't. We didn't make one in the I house. Did not. The one, okay. yeah, no. one, the ones we put in our in our float tank, I built. So. No, it was like the day after we found out we were pregnant. That was his his incentive. <laughs> he was just like, I don't like construction. Wow. Uh, let's do it. Wow. So yeah, yeah it was did, like the, yeah, did the catalyst. Did it feel? Yeah, like it felt like this is gonna lock me in having a kid. Like, yeah. I, I got to make a switch now to something I am passionate about before I continue. Or else exactly. I'm just going to be locked into this until, until this kid's in college and I'm paying for it even then. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, something like that. I don't mean to take the yeah. words out of your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> it almost sounds like a midlife crisis, except just like a crisis of like, who am I and what do I want to do? And how do I represent, want to represent done my kid? Now. Yeah. <laughs> well, my, my take on it, yeah, you could, I've, I've considered that option, but knowing Dustin and knowing that, Ever since I've met him, everybody who's met Dustin says that he's going to be the best dad ever, all that kind of a thing. And so Hmm. um, even just finding out we were pregnant, I heard him say, my mom said this is what happens when you get pregnant. You just your life turns on and you just be your best self. And (laughs) and so I think that was kind of the angle. He was like fully empowered and like, I'm going for all my dreams. Yeah. (laughs) Never a yeah. safer time. <laughs> That's awesome. And so I got to ask, though, um, Meredith, you were you already passionate about juicing? Was that a hobby of yours previously? Because I, I, I find I think, it interesting that was your counter was, yeah, floats. Yeah. But how about that juicing? I think health and wellness. I, I wanted to do a bath for the inside. I thought the theme was pretty relevant. But nice. um, this is my hometown. Been out and come back because I love it for raising children. Um, but I think it's because of the local food. We've just had recently organic certified farms and our local, we had a sustainability target for 2030 to be self-sufficient with closed loop agriculture and um, promoting the local farm. So really my incentive was to find a way to use that local produce as an outlet that was an entry level for organic. This area isn't typically an organic area. Um, we've had one health food store kind of thing. Um, and so basically I just really wanted to find something that would just plunge it into the future <laughs> Dude. and support that. Yeah. That beautiful. I love that. Yeah. That's incredible. Yes. Amy, go ahead. 
I was going to say, <laughs> finding a way to utilize what your community produces yes. is pretty phenomenal. I think um, so many people, we have a tendency to be like, what What do we want? You know, what can we bring in instead of looking around and seeing what we have? And I think um, that's a, a beautiful way to, to introduce that to the community and be part of the community. Um, yeah, what a fantastic, fantastic idea. We've got some food pioneers around here and we've got a world class community greenhouse. And yeah, I just really wanted to oh. contribute. <laughs> Golly, can we please get that going on in the States? That sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, do it. <laughs> <laughs> you um, do. Vermont. Everyone move to Vermont. There. Right? <laughs> there, there's a book called The Town That Food Saved. It's all about, I for, oh, I'm sorry, I'm drawing a blank on what the actual town, but yeah, Vermont's got it going on. Okay, <laughs> cool. All right. If you remember mm-hmm. that, uh, email it to me and we'll, we'll put it in the show links. Definitely. Uh, show links, yeah. Um, so when you guys got together, there were other kids from previous families, right? It, it was yeah. Bringing, bringing families together. Can you give me the ages yeah. of different kids and all that? Give me the give me the picture. So now my oldest is sixteen, Elijah, and Haley just turned thirteen. Okay. So they have been help all the way along. Elijah particularly loved doing the demolition <laughs> in our <Nice>. space, <laughs> and that was a good bonding experience. We actually oh, had cool. both of our. Dustin and my dad doing construction with us. That's a whole nother podcast. Uh, um, and, that was crazy. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I got to ask, why Why was it so yeah. crazy? <laughs> oh, man. They're both contractors and they yeah. both know the right way to do they things. They both know the right way to do things and they're both like pretty bullheaded and, oh, wow. you know, want to do it their way. Ah. And then I'm in the middle and I'm like, I don't really know how it's all done, so but they're kind of oh, dang, it was tough. I, I kicked a couple holes in the wall, <laughs> but at least it was getting new drywall on it, right? So it's nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, your one chance, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, and then and how old? How many kids do you have now? So three all together, three. Okay. one so, together. So, yeah. Yeah. How old is the youngest then? Three. She just oh, three, turned. Three. Okay, got it. Just turned three. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That would make total sense. Um, oh, wait yeah. a minute. So you had the idea. Let's see here. So it's we have three year old. Yeah, that is that is fast to open up. How quick? How quick was it that you opened up your business? Well, we got mm. the idea. So I would say we started writing our business plan about four months into the pregnancy, and we got financing. I don't know. I think it took us about eight or nine months, eight, nine months. to get financing and yeah, find someone sure. in this neck of the woods that believed in what we had what going we, on. Yeah. Pretty rare. Now, I mean, there are float centers popping up everywhere within an hour and a half radius. Oh, yeah. Every town's got one now. Uh, and it's awesome. We want it to be a household name, right? Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> Does that um, give you guys a sense of fear or anxiety or anything, or is it just legit, super cool? We want the brand out there floating. Oh, we really want it. Yeah, yeah. nice. Yeah. I, think, I think it's good. The more people that know about it, yeah, you know, yeah I kind of think of it get. as like Gold's Gym in my mind, <laughs> like chain fitness type of things coming in, and at first, maybe not having the popularity until it's familiar so right. familiarity is acceptance so yeah, yeah getting it up there and and making it a common thing um, mm-hmm. yeah 
Um, so yeah. I don't mean to keep bringing fear up here, but I, just because, so I have a, I have a four-month-old daughter, and uh, the idea of creating a, a stable base for her is extreme in my mind, and uh, I, um, I just making the decision to go completely in for yourselves, for your own business, uh, with float massage, juice, and, and other modalities, was there anxiety going into that, or did you guys just have that where you just switched on? It was like, this is happening and it will be a success. Uh, I think for me, there was absolutely no fear being a Reiki master. I don't know. I think I come by that naturally, but I have this profound trust in the universe. And actually this is my hometown, like I mentioned before. And I think I was about 14 years old and I was actually meditating in the middle of town in a little park um, which is very small now that I think about it, um, probably very visible, but I'm there in lotus position just thinking about things. And all of a sudden I burst into tears and I had this profound knowing that I wanted a healing center in this town. And so I just, I put it on the back burner. I kind of lived my life, hung out with different people, tried to get things going in other areas. Um, and then when this all fell into place, it was actually two weeks after we opened and Dustin said, how's it going? How's the juice bar going? Cause he's sort of the float and then I'm the juice bar and yeah. we obviously know both sides, but mm-hmm. I just, again, I tapped back into that feeling of profound purpose and realized that that little heart wish from 14 years old had manifested. (laughs) And so really it was this maybe subconscious, maybe intuitive, whatever you want to call it. It just seemed to tow us along and that there was no, I wouldn't say there was any fear all the way along. It was so intuitively guided. Beautiful. I love that so much. Dustin, was that the case for you as well? Were you meditating at 14? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, not really, not so but it, maybe I was. What was I? Let me think back. Four, you spent all that time know, alone awesome. in your room. I was, I was, yeah, that was pretty right. awesome. At 14, it was pretty rad. So um, I don't know. I've always been pretty, like, open to stuff and, like, easygoing. Like, things will work out and that, uh, you know, the universe is here for you to, you know, make what you want of it and stuff. Um, I think though, I was a little too, um, I, you know what, when you got to do something like this, it's such a big jump and, uh, you get kind of tunnel vision a little bit. There's too much, like, honestly, in, in like the eight months it took to demolish that building and renovate it all and everything like that. Uh, there wasn't enough time to really like, I had like two days off in that whole time. Basically, I just had, you had to go. Right. And, uh. I didn't really have time to feel scared. I just huh. had to keep going and make sure it was going to work. Right. And because if I didn't go, if I didn't keep going and if I got scared and stopped, you know, it wasn't going to happen. Right. So, right. You know, yeah. Uh, so you guys have mentioned your, your family working on this together and uh, parents working on it. Did it, did that help with your sense of confidence and like the fact that your community and your family was going to be supporting this endeavor as well? Like just everybody coming together. It, I, that's just the vibe I get from you guys as well. Is that accurate? Yeah, it did, but there were definitely some challenges right before. So after we got the financing, Dustin's dad was like gung ho to be there with us side by side, start to finish, mm-hmm. just supporting that way. And he was in a major motorcycle oh, yeah. accident no and had, has still major brain trauma. So oh, yeah. floating wow. 
exploded. But um, yeah, yeah, so he was not, he was kind of out of the picture. And that was one of the projected timeline issues with opening yeah. in later. That in damn the- deer slowed <laughs> yeah. down our opening. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, yeah, he, he um, yeah, it was too bad because um, it kind of um, slowed him down quite a bit mm-hmm. and he wasn't able to really be there when he said he was going to be and stuff. So it really slowed stuff down a bit. Um, I wish I could have spent that time working with him and stuff on yeah, it. It would have been cool. Yeah, of course. But, uh, yeah, it slowed everything down for a, a few months, right? Yeah. But, I mean, everything all in all, we have immense support from our family. My mom is pretty much child care central. (laughs) Dustin's mom actually also does Heller work massage. So his sister is a massage practitioner. Mom, Dustin, we have a few other employees and we've... It's a family business. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely. My goodness. So we do feel like it's really wholesome and we have a tight-knit team our two main employees are just awesome they feel like parts of our family too but yeah Mm -hmm. and it's a small town so we just have this genuine loyal following float worships and people coming in for the juices and they really love it beautiful i love it um uh so we get to grand opening time, and you said you did not open with float tanks. Is that right? No. <laughs> uh, and, and by the way, that, that reminds me of of the float shop where we opened with two float tanks and nothing else. It was just like, we're running out of money. We're running out of time. Like, we need to open something. Yeah. So just all of our energy went to the two first float tanks that we had. So that, that sounds very familiar. How did you... you... Know, wait, wait. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, we actually, the day that we made the call to open the juice bar before the floats, we had minus $8 in our corporate account. Oh, (laughs) damn. I was just like, I called everyone up and I said, tomorrow's go time. Uh, That's it. Oh, my God. But you had a few hundred Uh, Gs in your personal account, though, I'm sure. So you were, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But the business, (laughs) got it. Wow, so you you quite literally had to open like yesterday. (laughs) It was great. Yeah. How did how did you get people in the doors? Uh, we they had been waiting. Yeah. We just we actually relied a lot on Facebook, just okay. social media, local stuff. We've got a lot of small town forums, and oh, nice. um, we just I did do Facebook ads and mm-hmm. reached out that way to the surrounding communities, and yeah, mm-hmm. not too much else. I mean, we're smack dab in the middle of Main Street. No one could miss us. Uh, nice. <laughs> We got one we of actually, the best spots. Yeah. We got the, the best spot, and uh, we sort of changed the color scheme of town. Actually, yeah, we right? a few months yeah. ago, yeah, we shook it up a bit. We lobbied to get a really like oh. Bahama blue color, and um, Invermere is pretty beige mm-hmm. in general. It's got some old Victorian type of buildings, mm-hmm. but nothing vibrant like we've done. And yeah, new energy, some freshness. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So Dustin is doing construction this whole time. Does that, are you working during this time? Are you watching three kids during this time and getting, building Facebook ads? And what what are Um, you up to during this time? I was tiling and glass blocking and stenciling art on the floors and and basically I was the one that the dads and Dustin would consult 
to know where that piece of trim went or that <laughs> specific thing went and what yeah. colors we're using and stuff. Yeah, and I was the yeah. one that ordered everything, all the different components of both businesses. I was just like Amazon, eBay, <laughs> online, scouring everything. Oh, man. And, and if you ever go into the juice, uh, go into a juice bar, like a probably a mom and pop or homemade kind of one. Sure, sure. Look around at all the equipment and everything and all the cups and everything, everything there, especially if it's like someone's creation, you know, not like a big box store kind sure, of thing sure. or whatever. All of that has to be sourced, <laughs> right? Right, right. All has to be sourced and bought either firsthand or secondhand or whatever. Like, it's wild. It's like There's no so cups much. at home. <laughs> They're all at the juice bar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, so no, full time. And I was the one that wrote the business plan and secured financing. Oh, Dustin's like the physical world person yes, and I'm yes. the intangible. <laughs> that, that that reminds me of Sandra and I as well. Like she does all of our tax work, payroll, all of that. The, the those yeah. intangibles. Like I can't even I can't even begin to wrap my head around it. She she nails it. Uh, so I love, I love that. I was like, so you're at home staying with the kids. Dad, dad is out working, uh, swinging a hammer. Yeah, no, actually I'm, I, <laughs> so no, where, where are the kids work too and everything sometimes. That's yeah. awesome. Free labor. Yeah. Nothing like it. That's great. <laughs> Novelty wears off. Haley donned the, um, juice bar apron for a while and thought it was nice to play cash <laughs> reception. Yeah. And then, yeah, got tired 20 minutes in. Oh, this is boring. Right? Yeah, I recall uh, begging my parents to let me mow the lawn until the day I was finally old enough to do it. And that, that was fun for one weekend. And then I had to do it the next weekend. What the hell's up with that? Yeah. That, it, some of these adult jobs are not actually so much fun. And unless maybe you're an adult. But uh, so you guys are multitasking big time. Where are the kids while you're, you're doing all this? Is, are they staying with family yeah. members? Pretty much, yeah. Um, the older two are pretty independent at this point. Um, skate park, BMXing, <laughs> skateboarding. <laughs> and yeah, and every once in a while, ambulance call. <laughs> oh, no. Are you joking? <laughs> no. There's always something. Dunk them in the float tank for a few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Perfect. Pickle them. Uh, yes. But you. the baby, we we just swip, uh, swap off, and uh -huh. that's that's the beauty of owning the business. The way we've got it, we're just like two blocks away in our home oh, okay. from the business, awesome. so we can walk, we can zip home, we can yeah. switch off because we're yeah. both practitioners as well. And then we've got a couple of staff members. We just take turns whenever whoever's the priority. Right to be at the shop is there and then we just switch off with the baby so i can work from home you know with all the pos stuff and back office we've right. just got it set up home office and nice. we can be anywhere we want well can i ask like when you were first launching and maybe during construction time as well do you feel like if, if you were talking to somebody else starting a float center with where they're either about to have a kid or they have a, a youngster or just just a family i mean I, that's not like out of the house yet or independent out BMXing and skateboarding, would you recommend that? I mean, do they need to have family around or can you guys, would you say you can do all of the stuff and, you know, have one kid in your arm and the other running around the same I zone would say of instruction? It's <laughs> not for the faint of heart. I think it's possible. 
Yeah. But I mean, I like I said, um, Dustin's dad, because we basically we went all out financially, we put everything in. We did like home equity loan because wow. that's great rate. We like we put everything in and we had already signed off on our major loan. And then the motorcycle accident happened. Yeah. So we actually had no choice. We had right. to go for it, and it was so full on because we'd locked into these loans. Um, so, no, it was definitely not easy. And I think um, if my family didn't love me so much, <laughs> I could imagine they'd feel taken advantage of. Like oh, okay. it was, okay. it was pretty overtaxing for them. Um, so it would be well worth the consideration of what are we going to do with the children and, and what's the burden <laughs> and, on our immediate community. It was so stressful to a family. <laughs> yeah. And my grandmother was actually at end of life. And so my mom was oh, wow. taking care of her. And yeah, it got it got out of hand, but we banded together and we just pulled through. And yeah, it's just, I think, very difficult going into our third year. We're now really, it was funny because it was about two months ago, we started belly laughing again and laughing out loud. And I, I think huh. the storm, the major stress of it has settled down. Wow, oh, man. Beautiful. Um, That's beautiful. Yeah. I'm so happy to hear that. That is huge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Belly uh, laughing. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Can, can I... Right, yeah. Can I go back to like before, like you pull through, or maybe this is the part where you guys are pulling through. What and yeah. and I know uh, this might not be the easiest thing to talk about, but what was the stress like between you two during that time during construction, kids, yada yada yada? What happened? We got married. <laughs> Blocked out. We have no answers. Yeah. Well, we, I, yeah, we I, chose to get married through all married, of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're yeah. kidding me. Even yeah. got Mid- married last year. Last almost year. just almost a year ago yeah. on the 18th of March. Well, yeah. Congratulations! Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so yeah. I, I would say it brought us closer. So oh, cheers! <laughs> Damn, very impressive. Sure it did. You yeah. know, the main reason I ask is because angry. What was that? You can't get too angry. Well, yeah. you'd be surprised. When everything, <laughs> everything's going crazy, I don't know. You you, you can't let it, everything get to you. You know, got to work really hard. Yeah. I love it, guys. Yeah. That's impressive. Uh, that's that's beautiful. <laughs> it really Nothing is. sways us now, okay? Like we can yeah. say that. Like yes. we've gone through craziest. So yes, yeah. we're so we're so sturdy. We're so strong and I grounded now and rooted in it. So it's yeah, good. none of our worldly credentials qualify us to have a healing center like that one, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I, I just got to say, like, I, I, Sandra and I have Sandra and I have had very similar conversations of like bring it on at this point. Like we've, we've been through so much together, so many difficult times, so many stressors, so many, so many hurdles that, uh, it's like, all right, it's just the next thing we handle it and we move on. What time is dinner? All right, let's just, just keep moving here. Yeah. Yeah. We compliment each other really well that we both have strong suits. Mm -hmm. I think there for the first year, it was a bit of shuffling to figure out where those lay and to negotiate it. Cause I think both of us thought we had to be good at the thing the other person was really good at. And so that was really our big growth curve was allowing the other person to shine in those areas. And once we figured out that we actually were the perfect complement that way, it really fell into place. Yeah. Good point. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, what do you think? You do the numbers. <laughs> I'll look after the kid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what do you think that natural instinct was? Um, is it just a natural human instinct? Was there ego about it? Why did Why did you want to be as good as the other person at their skill set? Something ego thing, right? I thought I to so. alleviate stress. When you know when things Ooh. get crazy and people are like um, maxed out. And you want to be able to help your lover <laughs> through that thing, but you just make it worse because you're not as good at it yeah, and yeah. you just have to back off and allow them to plug through because the learning curve for you to learn how to yes. do that would be yeah. more work. Way more work. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. I can't wait for Sandra to listen to this episode because <laughs> I just, what you guys are saying resonates so much with me right now. It's crazy. That's awesome. Those are the things, though. Those are the things you go through that make you stronger, right? And then you're helping each other, right? And you know each other are... so much better. Like, like you said, yeah. I mean, you've just been through it. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. So, so, uh, you guys did something really smart that the float shop didn't do, which is you did marketing before you opened. You're like you reached out to your community before we opened. So like, bravo, very, yeah. very well done. Uh, uh, so once you open, are you getting people floating? Are they mostly coming in for the juice? Where are we at with that? Uh, within well, the first few months. Yeah. The juices definitely because the floats weren't open right away. Oh, that's right. Um, yes, thank you. We did have a bit of a wait list. We actually, um, when we started our Facebook page, we put a fifty percent off anyone's float the first 100 that liked oh, our page nice. mm -hmm. so we did that and then so we had a bunch of people that just couldn't wait to get in the <laughs> tank um and actually it was a bit of a bumpy start because we do have those open beds up mm -hmm. to the ceiling so it's about six and a half feet oh. of airspace above so um we gave um mm our 50% off floats and we had a, a bit of a wait list and then some people were cold <laughs> and yeah. a, a bumpy start that way. So, um, yeah, it was really interesting. It was like two steps forward, one step mm -hmm. back. Mm -hmm. Um, but there was definitely some curiosity and, um, that was probably the one thing that we should have done right off the bat if i could recommend to any new mm. float center if they've got open tanks to get the temperature dialed in use yeah. infrared sauna panels people are now so comfortable nice. yeah. in the units and it's very predictable but yeah our first year we had to actually close through the winter because we're in a north northern climate and our one tank is on an exterior wall that's oh. cinder block and it actually wicked too much heat out we couldn't keep the tank uh, consistent temperature so we were down to one tank again oh and i think so even... here, here's what happened though too further on to that Please. um so yeah the 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 tub that got turned off um because it was getting too cool um we forgot to that we didn't uh pump it every day so if you have a float tank uh <laughs> that you're turning off <laughs> Make sure you pump it every day uh, at least, you know, because <laughs> all the salt will crystallize. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Part. yeah. <laughs> did you end up like pouring <laughs> boiling water in there? How did you get your pumps back up? I did up? something like, I, um, yeah, I had a hose connected to the like hot water. Nice. Put, put that down it and uh, like with a some kind of a wire or something like that, just jammed it in there for a while to try and get it <laughs> all loose and it worked. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. I love but it. But yeah, since, since, yeah, like check your temperatures. So if you're just starting up, make sure all your customers are happy. 
they'll go a long way. You know, yeah. word of mouth is so important. So the one thing we did that I, I am so happy that we did, and we did it out of necessity. I don't know, I don't know if we would have done this otherwise, but um, we actually had a float tank in the home. We had to bring it in so that we could show the health department what it was exactly, and they wanted to take some tests and that sort of thing. Um, and so it was really nice. We got a chance for a good four months to really understand the float tank and how to take care of it. Um, but the reason I'm sitting here, like, I'm kind of reminiscing because we actually have, every time the season changes, we have the same issue. We actually ended up putting up some FRP and some extra insulation. It solved the issue. But, man, I'm right there with you. The season changes our water temperature used to go insane up and down and up and down and up and down. It was a constant battle. Uh, I felt like I was fighting the float tank. It's like, okay, someone just came out. I'm going in, praying, fingers crossed that the temperature is is spot on. Or And if not, we're going to like get the hot water, get the yeah salt and that sort of thing. So, man, I feel you. I feel you. And I'm, I feel lucky. And I always tell people now, uh, one of the things that we always suggest that people do is if you're able to have that float tank in your home or have it set up and, you know, uh, serve floats to your friends uh, yeah. and uh, close ones. So you get that you get really comfortable and you know exactly what you're dialing in, because it is tough when you just start opening it up and you have you have that pressure on you that you don't have a chance to take the time to have a soft opening. You once once that goes, man, like just like y'all, we had no money. We couldn't even afford furniture for our lobby because like, you know, you're down to the wire. It's like if we don't open tomorrow, yeah. we're not in a good space. So, um, but yeah, we all do what we got to do. But but man, I was very grateful for that, um, for that time to learn ahead of time. So that is like the best advice ever. I'm so glad you said that. That was yeah. awesome. Well, your mom, she'll be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> your dad. I still haven't gotten my dad in for a float. I can't stand it. Um uh, by the way, I mean, we also have an open float tank, and that just sounds so familiar, too. Both of you guys, including the, gosh, those seasons, 1904 building, not the great, greatest insulation, mm-hmm. so it's tough. Yeah. Um, may I ask about your infrared heater? Do you Are they able to turn yeah. that on or off? Or, they are. So no. It's not, oh, it is just constantly on. Awesome. Yeah. We, we have controls at the back. You know, okay. We don't let, if we need it a little bit warmer, we can turn it up or down or whatever. Sweet. Yeah. Okay. I love it. Yeah. Nice. Uh open float tanks they're a beautiful thing once they're dialed in yeah Uh, once they're dialed in yeah and and you know i mean you can definitely correct me on this but when you first open and especially with like the sounds like the sense of community that you guys have and just that you emanate as well i feel like you can uh i want to drop an f-bomb here you can f up a whole lot and still have people just adore your business and you and come back for another float like it, it, was that your experience as well uh, as small business owners or no? <laughs> We're working on some of them. We had, we'd reached out to some pretty key people in the medical community uh, that were called for our first it. float yeah. and we're still trying to get them back in the tanks. Um, but we have managed to get doctors to sign off on chronic pain and concussion oh, rates yeah. now. Oh, wow. Cool. Uh, Can you tell so, me more about that? Yeah, sure. Um, Oh, yeah, but with the community, sorry, because oh, yeah, we're yeah. so small, I want to address that first thing. We're so heavily tourist-driven. Uh-huh. We um, we found the sweet number at, we call it our Float High Five package, and it's a five-pack, and they work out to 50 bucks each. Nice. And so they're shareable between friends and family. So high fives someone... are for sharing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where is Lance? <laughs> this is his podcast. <laughs> he would be jumping up and down right now. You guys would be having a hardcore bromance, Dustin. I swear. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah. yeah, we'll have to do it again. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, but because it's so tourist driven, we get people that are out for a week or weekend cottagers. And I I find that they're the ones spending the money for the regular priced floats more often and coming out and doing that. And it was a little bit more forgivable. We had to give the odd free float if someone was chilly, but um it was it's really a good way to do that. Our locals now we've gone to a membership rate and we've retained a lot of people floating monthly on that. Um and it's it's a forty dollars per float on that one. Um but then we're and then we've sponsored a roller derby team, so we're looking forward to getting them in there (laughs) more often and um oh what were we going on to after that? Uh, So that was concussion and pain floats. Yeah, right. Yeah. So we wanted to like again that kind of um heart-centered angle of having a wellness center and a flotation tanks for healing. Some people really need this that have never heard of it, yeah. right? It's still on the fringes. So and people on and, disability that can't afford 40, 60, yeah. 9 or 75 dollars mm-hmm. to come in and do that often enough to make a difference. Right. It was a a really heartfelt decision to offer like I think we've even brought it down to like thirty dollars or we do a a trial run for chronic pain like MS, fibromyalgia, concussion. Three um, floats for sixty, yeah. right? So that's three for sixty. A one of and they can only do that once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In a week, isn't it? Two weeks. Two they weeks. have to use it in two weeks. <laughs> yeah. And then we actually do um a hundred and eighty five dollars for unlimited concussion floats per calendar month. So we haven't we haven't seen people accessing it. I think our chronic pain the most frequent we've actually seen people. We did have one like post back injury person float three times a week for a month. Um that's the most frequent that we've had access. Um and so that 185 that really pays for about three and a half 90 minute floats regular price so we're getting people floating maybe up to eight or ten times for that rate still maximizing it but not taking up too much tank space but we are in a small town and i know on the float facebook forums i've had sort of things come up with pricing and it does seem like if you're in a really small town it makes more sense to offer deeply discounted because you're not having people bang down your door and taking up all of your available time right Right. yeah but so there's got to be some statistic on optimum population (laughs) numbers to know when that's applicable or not because yeah we can do something like that because we are a small community but i don't know if it would necessarily make sense in a huge city (laughs) But I, I do find that really fascinating, the idea of like a, a pack for somebody who's in a specific medical medical condition. Like we do uh, donation-based yeah. for somebody going through chemo, which is great. We, we absolutely love being able to offer that. But I also love something, uh, I, I don't know what the right word is, but if somebody has a concussion, just like here's the price. It's a very, it's a reasonable price and you can just absolutely take advantage of this for your own healing. Something really mm-hmm. resonates with that to me. Amy, do you, have you heard of that pack before? And do you have any thoughts on that? You know, I think, I think you're doing it right. Um, I have heard of people doing unlimited floats, um, Mm -hmm. to the general public. And I've heard some really, um, some, I don't want to say some horror stories. That is not the word I want to use, but I've heard some people just kind of taking advantage of it. But I think Mm -hmm. what you're doing, you're placing a limit on it, um, a limitation on it for someone who really needs it. You're offering that, 
for someone who's in a situation that they need that. And I think that makes, that's what makes the difference. That's what makes it work. Um, so I can see that being very, very helpful. In fact, I'm, as you're saying this, we do, we have a client who uh, was recovering from concussion and he's been with us from day one and we took good care of him. Uh, but he did, you know, take advantage of that because he needed it for that month after his, he had a pretty bad car wreck. Um, so I think that's, I think that's brilliant. Yeah. I understand, I understand where you're coming from and it's smart and it's helping a community and helping a very specific group of people that you obviously have a heart for. Yeah. We rolled that out in a neat way too. We, um, posted again, social media that anyone suffering chronic pain could receive three free we had three scholarships for a free month so we could get some testimonials going. Um, and it kind of one of the um, not that we have a huge demographic, but we also have offered the unlimited. We find people floating really quite frequently for um, getting off of prescription meds, painkillers. And um, yeah, I'm. We're right at the stage now where we're going to be looking into that a little bit more. We don't have a huge population population um, problem that way, but um, even quitting smoking, we started having more inquiries about that. So I don't know if anybody's aware of some good data on that sort of thing, but we'd love to access specific studies about float tanks, quitting substances, smoking, any of that, because it really does seem to work. We saw people experiencing freedom from chronic pain and getting off their meds because of being supported by two floats a week. And, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I know there is some old research out there for for different, like, smoking cessation, right? But I don't know that it's respected research necessarily, uh-huh. or it's like one very small uh, population size study and it's really fascinating to be to feel like we're on the cutting edge of knowing these I don't know if we want to necessarily call them truths but we see these experiences we see see people's recovery times faster we see people who just quit uh, pain medications on the first night of their float you know they're just done with them and we'll see I mean and, but the research is just getting started you know they're just starting anxiety trials uh, yeah, uh, studies with, with people suffering from anxiety. So it'll be so much longer before we get there. So I'm, I'm, I, I do love really being on the, the vanguard of that. It's very exciting to, to see. And I'll be curious for the research to catch up to it. Um, Amy, do you know, like, do you... <laughs> so I so, think, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, I'm trying to think back. Um, there was a test. I now I'm going to be honest. I'm going to put this out there. Um, but I, I can look it up and if I, if I can find the video, I will put it in the notes. But I believe there was a test with, um, the float tank versus chamber rest or the dry, dry rest. Mm-hmm. And the dry rest had much better response, but I can't remember what, you know, if there was a significant change with the, with the wet, uh, with the uh, float tank. So that's something to look up and, and hopefully we can add that to our notes before this gets out because, um, I think there's lots of people interested in that and we're hearing at least some anecdotal stories um, and what yeah. the way that you're doing, it, you'll be able to collect some anecdotal stories, which will go a long way as well. But um, yeah, if, if there's enough interest, we can maybe convince a, a researcher out there that yeah. there's, there's some help to be had. I think and, it's awesome. I mean, you bring up a good point of just the difference between dry rest and or chamber rest and, and a float tank, just because, uh, 
I, I think I might have, even with the smoking cessation, that might have been with, with dry rest. So uh, I, I know in the book that I always reference, that was uh, research on both of them. So that I could mm-hmm. be confused with that. Yeah, I, I and I my memory is a little hazy, but I, I think I know where to find that information. So hopefully we can get that in the show notes and help somebody out there. We've been around mm-hmm. so long, the explode industry. My goodness, it's hard to hard to stay <laughs> keep everything. Uh, so you guys have uh, multiple multiple modalities going on, including not just like two fully different products of like float and juice, or I guess uh, holistic wellness and juice. Although I like the way that you put it, like the juice blends right in with how you've described it. It almost doesn't seem like too separate. <laughs> but but you did also talk about like maybe um, the juice being more going to outdoor events as opposed to it being shared within the building. Um, can you tell me about the other modalities that you have? And do you, do you feel like those are easy to convince people? Mm, let's see. I'm not sure exactly how to say this, but uh, so I sometimes find it difficult to explain acupuncture and floating in the same conversation. Like it's a lot of ground to cover for somebody who doesn't know about that. Does your community already have a high education of these different holistic wellnesses or do you feel like you're doing a lot of education and do you feel like that's a hurdle or do you feel like it comes easily and it's an asset? I think that it is probably fairly easy um, with our limited population of just around the 3,800 mark. Um, I've been part of trying to get a holistic health and wellness sort of database website together to list all the independent providers in the area. And we got for this population, I think there were like over 200 independent alternative health practitioners of some form or another. So I think it's a fairly healing based community. So acupuncture, um, We've got an amazing local acupuncturist. We've got chiropractors and Reiki practitioners, among other things. Uh, we have an, a few Heller work practitioners the, that Dustin does. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, there's some awareness of, around it. Floating was probably the most avant-garde. <laughs> Um, and then floating's the one that we really have to explain, yeah. right? <laughs> Everybody kind of knows what everything else is like. Oh, Reiki. Yeah. Oh, that sounds lovely, right? Oh, tarot right. cards, that stuff. Yeah. So yeah, we have we have a few different signages. We have like a folding sign on the sidewalk, and then we've placed a blackboard style door encasement that's about eighteen inches wide. So the door's inset, and that has all of our services. We've pasted our float brochures on the front doors oh, so sure. people can do it after hours. Mm-hmm. And then they come in, and various things bring them in, whether it's the juices or one of the services. They just come in, and they inquire about Sometimes the I'm one. in the summertime. Sometimes I'm even standing out there with, like, drink samples and stuff. Is that right? Nice. Hey, right? Sure. Like, Have you seen our shop yet? Come on in. Take <laughs> a look. I built this myself. That always gets in. That's awesome. Way to use it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, it's so fun. It's so fun. And if I may just ask, how do you target people coming in from out of town? How do you, how do they find you besides being on main street? I mean, is it foot traffic or are you reaching out to them? Yeah, lots of foot traffic. We've got that great location. And then we're also like physically going out the door because we've got really small front windows. So we've had people walking by say, you need to have like a 
a periscope through the window so people who don't know what you offer, like what a flotation center is, they can look in there and see because <laughs> it's really beautiful. Um, but yeah, we've, we have, I love it when people come in and say, do you guys sell life jackets? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Pool noodles? Right. <laughs> do, you, do you do dinghy rentals for the lake? Yeah. I love it. That's a great into what we actually offer. <laughs> people come in for the juices and they're just hanging out and we say, hey, would you like a tour of the spa? We're between clients right now nice. if we can. Yeah. And yeah. that's the thing, so... Yeah, we just, whichever side of the business brings somebody through the door, we just introduce them to the other portions. That's and, beautiful. Very cool. And we've got, we've got a really funky, big, huge blackboard menu that takes up the whole side of our lobby, and it's got all of our spa menu and then the juice menu. So people, while they're standing oh, there, it's nice. attractive, and they just mm-hmm. kind of look at it, and, and they're often amazed that we have a, a spa through the... Juice oh, yeah. bar because it, it goes all the way back here. They always say, yeah. yeah. And the soundproofing, we love to demonstrate going through the noisy juice bar with blenders and machines going and going through the soundproofing, kind oh, of cool. the way you it's designed. Back there. Closing yeah. the door and then all of a sudden the outside world is and it's silent. a totally different place back yeah. there. Yeah, nice, calm and quiet and yeah, lovely. And bit of actually, you know what's cool about our place? It used to be <clears throat> it was an old bank. And a jail. <clears throat> Excuse right. me. Yeah, it was an old bank back in the day. And uh, the bathroom in the back is actually an old jail cell. Damn. It's got cast iron jail bars in the wall that I covered up. <laughs> and uh, our back, like where we store all our salt and all our, our frozen stuff in the freezers downstairs, that's uh, actually a vault. So we have a huge vault door that we have no to open way. up. <laughs> that's awesome. So, yeah. Is it's it like, like literally the old timey spinny vault handle? Yep. Yeah. Oh my god, that's awesome. Can you post a picture of your guys' place and of course that door, please? Can can we post yeah, we'll those get on? That'd yeah. be awesome. Uh I wanna I wanna see that. Or or give us a video tour. That'd be fun too. But anyway, yeah. I don't want to ask too much. Uh, cool, yeah. Um are you guys this is what you do full time, yeah? I mean this yeah. is this is your gig. There's no other nine to five job or anything like that supporting you guys and you guys live in your own home is that right like business is business is okay you're able to pay your pay rent or or mortgage or what have you and um yeah we're learning ways to get better at that as we go yeah um i think the move to expand the spa and um make the juice bar honestly more seasonal the staffing issue between the two because of opening both businesses there's an unpredictable nature to knowing when someone's going to want a smoothie or need to get in the float so we have to over staff and that would be a big eye-opener for anyone considering the benefits of having two sort of businesses complementing each other is to make sure that you can staff it because that's by far the biggest expense um absolutely so yeah, like the float and spa end of things, yeah, it's doing really, really well. Cool. Same with the juice bar, ah, but they need, to be accountable. they need to be accountable for themselves right. and allocate properly. Mm-hmm. The sharing of them gets really, really discouraging sometimes. Oh, wow. Okay. And, and yeah. um, you guys both, 
have modalities yourselves that you guys practice. So that was one of the first things that came up when you mentioned that uh, at the top of the show was, uh, for me, was uh, who's staffing the center when that happens? Like, how do you balance yeah. you guys having? Uh, so if we're in the off season, um, whoever has a session, we have like um, three employees that work minimal hours so we have a morning person tuesday to friday and an afternoon person and then we have a monday person for the afternoon um and then we take turns in the juice bar dustin's actually there quite a bit more than i am i'm at home working on back office and doing all the stuff from the house Um, but then if i have sessions i go in we try and schedule it so there's no overlap for childcare, but if we have the Ascension Day passes, then obviously we both have to be there, um, and mm-hmm. it just gets juggled. Floats are our number one um, session, though, and then followed by massage for Dustin, and then yeah. my okay. Reiki and things um, are more seasonal, like more tourist things. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, it finds a natural rhythm. Huh. Um, yeah. It's pretty good. And then we do have other practitioners on call, basically. we've I think since we opened, we've um, given employment to literally, like, I want to say even over 15 different people. Um, and it's nice to have backup practitioners because if we can't get there because of kids yeah, or double right. booking or something, then we can just call someone and awesome. they're happy to come in and... <laughs> Um, they'll just work at other wellness centers or different places in the area. And we're very abundance minded. So we don't make people like have exclusivity. They can work other places or whatever they need to do and be on call because we're primary at our establishment. So yeah, it, we're just really flexible with what we, what we do. And yeah, our staff loves us. (laughs) We love them. Nice. Excellent. I feel like that's important. (laughs) Yeah, really I think works that's, out. that's who you have the most impact on are the people, your employees, those, those people right there. Um, but uh, your, your children, do they, if you hadn't started this business, would they have seen so much of the rest of their family or would you guys have been more right there with them every hour of the day? Oh, no, we'd be working nine to five for someone else and they, yeah. they would probably, I mean, I've, we've been homeschooled. Um, our 16-year-old is homeschooled. Um, Haley, the middle one, she was homeschooled in grade four. So while we were starting was that two years ago, the float it, center. Yeah, yeah. Well, while we, I don't know how that works. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was really interesting. But they have again. We're just really, that wouldn't have happened though if we weren't doing our own thing, right? Right. Like we would have been working someone else, yes. right? Yeah. So. And, but because we're so open-minded and really abstract thinkers, the homeschool works well because they're in a program called self-design. So it's learner-directed um, studies. And so they take accountability for their own interests and they design their own courses with mentors. And yeah, there are just lots of things that we've been able to do that really turn the nine to five um, sort of mainstream production consumer based paradigm on its head and we just kind of do what we want to be honest we yeah. just it we live very simply like usually it's a lot of work to do with the business though. yeah <laughs> sure, totally sure. but it's yeah. on our terms and yeah it's when it's convenient. 
quite a few late nights though Mm -hmm. after kids go to bed Mm -hmm. and just juggling that but there's a different sort of um, freedom Um, I wouldn't say that we're wealthy by any stretch but we are of spirit we get to do we set our schedule we get to design what works for us and we can flow with it we can change it if it's not working and we just we keep mentally agile because every day is different and then the tourist season and the winter it all changes every day is different different set of appointments different like usually the night before we'll just take a recap before we go to bed and if we've got an employee in that morning or if we've got sessions we just make sure we know what's on the radar right yeah uh, yeah we check throughout the day wherever we are and yeah it just it just works out Uh, first, I just wanted to say that I, I believe that wealth is living within your means. And so wealth doesn't mean a, a million dollars in your bank account. It just means sustainable. And then again, within your means. And so you can buy that yacht, but be overstretched, you know, and not actually be wealthy. So I, I you said, I don't know that we're wealthy. It sounds like it sounds like you have a lot of your abundant with wealth. Um, good point. Thank you. And I, I love good. the lifestyle that you guys are describing. And Sandra and I finally got to the we download every night about the next day and simply because of our little girl now it's like we 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 truly have to just be dialed in for the rest of the the next day so um it, it's interesting hearing that you guys that's just how you operate <laughs> that's just part of it yeah. um i wanted to ask when you both need to do something and by the way like hear the desperation in my voice this is this is a quite a genuine question <laughs> when, when, you, when you both need to work on a project together because Sandra and i have a lot of fun when we're collaborating together. She has like better Photoshop skills and that kind of thing. Um, but, but I've got all, I can have all sorts of crazy ideas of, you know, things for her to kind of experiment with. Um, what do you need a babysitter during that time? Can you do those things impromptu? Do you have to really schedule a specific time that we're going to work on something together? How, when, when does the collaboration happen between you two? I think it kind of happens like, oof time tends to just come available sometimes. I don't know. Do we okay. make it happen all the time? Because we, we can get in the evenings usually, yeah. We can get your mom or we can get one of the other kids to so, look yeah. after Frey sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. So our older We can kids. find little chunks and then sometimes maybe you have to break it off and then start again or something like But as far as like us being practitioners, if we get a session booking a half an hour out, usually we can make it work because the older kids, like my son is homeschooled, so he can be here. My mom has just been an angel and um, (laughs) Haley, she's 13 and she's kind of over that. Mom, can't I just rest? Um, yeah, uh, so there's <laughs> there's some things brewing sometimes under the surface. Sure, sure. But yeah, I would say that in the evenings, I've learned that Dustin does really well between 7 and 8 p.m. <laughs> He's got the attention span. <laughs> very and, narrow. Very <laughs> narrow slice. That's, that's where I'm like... Highly in demand. <laughs> hey, is this a good yeah, time to talk so about funny. tomorrow? Or I'll just be like, if you had to guess at what the plan would be for you tomorrow, what would it be? Just <laughs> <laughs> to word it properly. Yeah. Right, totally. You that's know, a, something that really... I I don't know if you've heard about the Enneagram. 
this is kind of where our holistic mindset's coming in, but it's like from the 16th, 15th century, 16th century something. It's like a personality typing, so like Myers-Briggs, but um, it really is a really awesome, we should put a link to the Enneagram Institute to do that, because we found huge breakthroughs in our relationship, to be honest, by learning our Enneagram types and how they work together. It was mm-hmm. mind blowing. It was just absolutely beautiful, and yeah. So <laughs> that's that's one I'll of our that. keys. It, Have you uh, heard of when, the Enneagram? How long ago did you take that? Did that was that? actually right after we found out we were pregnant with Freya as well. Yeah. Like oh, nice. everything smart, just smart. kind of like a friend. Got to figure this out now. <laughs> yeah, a friend of ours. <laughs> yeah. Actually mentioned that, and we did the the testing online on a Friday night and we spent the whole weekend like meditating. Well, I say that that's my word, but we were out in the sun, just both going over our tests and figuring out what kind we were for two days. And then we started comparing them and it was like translating the love that we had for each other into the types language. And it blew open so many of the, Mm. the little petty things that get in the way of relationship. And and um yeah now we know like and oh it's crazy now it's like if those little tiny things happen they don't have weight anymore because you know it's just a a part of your personality type right and yeah so i'm curious yeah yeah what are y'all's numbers (laughs) you go first (laughs) i'm a six nice i'm a four i'm a nine yeah. Ah, yeah. Four to yeah. nine. Okay, good deal. Yeah. I'm so a Capricorn. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm a Cancer. But uh, so, Amy, what's the one that we took? Was that Myers Briggs? Yeah, no, that's a disc assessment, which is more business oriented. Um, Enneagram, we right. actually keep Enneagram books in our lobby, and nice. people oh, nice. love them. Um, there's a little mini test in the in the front of one, and uh, I found it. I, I I took mine. I've learned about Enneagram many, many, many years ago, um, and I. Um, for me, it was, it's a great personal, it's a way to, to understand myself a little bit better and some personal growth and how to, um, how I can improve. Um, but yeah, I, I can imagine if you have two people working at it, it's uh, pretty insightful. Good stuff. Yeah, and and it can't just be for like romantic relationships oh, or no. just relation. I mean, the person you're going into business with, you are going to have a very intense relationship. <laughs> yeah, sure. so this sounds like a good idea yeah. for anybody. And, and marketing. And I, you know, um, and what? And marketing for dealing with your clients too, because no. personality you types can get to know the stuff. the types, and you can you can connect like speak I'm, their language more. Yeah, you know? I'm a four, yeah. so that's nice. sort of like the emotional virtuoso and the kind that can really go into all the other kinds and really empathize with them and meet them on in that place. So when I use that languaging to Dustin, like if you had to guess what your ideal <laughs> what day would tomorrow. look like, that's, that's a really, yeah. that's a really safe way to approach a nine because right. they're the emotionally shut off. They're the ones yeah. that least connect with their emotions. Yeah. So um, that's where one of those things that I was talking about earlier, where we realized mm-hmm. our strong suits, that's mm-hmm. kind of the nine four balance that um, we fell into. Like, I'm really good in, like, go, go, go emotionally. I don't let things hold me back, and I can push through. And because I've got this um, depth of emotional capacity, I don't get stressed to the point it shuts me down. I see 
um, breakthrough and all that. Whereas Dustin would shut down and he just needs someone to tell him what thing needs to be done next. Oh, yeah. And I just, <laughs> I can right. let him know what that is. Yeah. But before we did the end, But if I had to figure that out, all the time, man, I'm doing so much other stuff, trying to figure out how to do the stuff I'm already trying right. to do. Right. So yeah. it's like, yeah, you and I yeah. could hang out anytime and totally not <laughs> talk about anything emotional. And that'd be great. We'd totally swing a hammer together. But yeah, yeah. if you bring in, it looks like one of our wives, all of a sudden uh, the veil would be pierced quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pulled back. Yeah. So you learn the That's subtleties of that. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's quite interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I, good. I it's a good. It's a good idea if you're going to go into business mm-hmm. with your yes. partner or with anybody. It's probably a good idea to really like suss out and get it figured out. Like, what what are these things that are like you're most about? What's this person really underneath who I'm about to spend some uh, quality time with, and uh, you know probably some really stressful times, and just you know figure out, shake right. it out, figure out what's at the baseline, right? <laughs> Yeah. And I just have to mention one more time, Lance would be loving this episode. He's <laughs> Hi, all Lance. about these assessments and understanding <laughs> yeah, your yeah. partner. He's a good guy. That's so funny that cool. this is the one he he's not on. Uh, but uh, I hope he enjoys listening to this. Yeah, he will. Before we sign off here, this is kind of the starting a business with your family episode. Are, are there any recommendations, any tips or advice that you would give somebody who has a family or is thinking about starting a family and or starting a business or already running their business? I know that was a bit broad, but families and business. With they're, us. they're kind of the same. <laughs> a little, yeah. yeah. Starting a baby, I having agree. a baby, I'll bring you something into the world, right? <laughs> that it wasn't right? there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What do you think? I think definitely um, overestimate how much cash flow is going to play into it and backup plans, like, because we opened late and we'd already committed to loans, we had to pull out RSPs, like all sorts of things ended up happening. So um, definitely that would be the number one thing, just making sure you have some untapped resources in store so that when things happen that are going to happen, your family is not losing out because of it. Um, Yeah. I think it got a little bit too tight at times and, Um, really uncomfortable. But yeah, so if you can do that, but then at the same time, life is for living. And if you've got a constitution to go for it, go for it. What if you fail? Who cares? You know, like, yeah, what kind of parents do you want to be? What kind of example do you want to lead? And yeah, I'm right there with you. You're you're pulling on my heartstrings now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gushing. It's yeah. it's so true. I I love what we've done with our business. I love that you guys have done, just created your own world, and you create it for for your family too. It's just yeah. beautiful. I absolutely love it. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> anything else before we sign off, Dustin? Did you want to add anything? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's <laughs> it's goes off uh, every day. You get the kids get free smoothies, so that's a plus too. <laughs> oh, okay. So every float center also do the smoothies. Too. Yeah. But you need a partner who's super into smoothies. Also, you know? <laughs> yeah. Amy, did you have any questions before we sign off? So we, uh, you went through the good, the bad. Is there anything that you would change? And second question and last question, would you do it all over again? Ah, uh, nice. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Definitely no hesitation. We'd do it all over again. 
Our town is so much cooler now. It's way cooler. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, we do it over again. For would sure. we change anything? Just that um, that heating piece, getting dialing in the float mm. tanks, making sure that the key people that are going to be floating, that we really want to target that demographic, have a really solid float right yeah. out the start gate. Yeah, right out the start gate, <laughs> especially in such a small community. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, and be generous and dare to reinvent the traditional model of business because floating really enters into theta and that's where heart bubbles up. That's where innovation happens. That's where I'll say it again. You get to do what you want. It's an unlimited potential realm and floating. I think in consciousness terms, we're shifting completely in the world we're starting to see the unseen stuff being more important and more scientifically backed up um this whole thing is cutting edge and there's a good reason it's absolutely essential for people to spend time getting to know themselves and finding that core and trusting themselves and that's the number one thing that's so great about it so i'd like to see it be really contagious (laughs) Amazing. Wonderful. (laughs) You guys are beautiful. Thank you so much for being on the podcast tonight. I appreciate it so much. And I think our community is going to really dig this. Thank you so much. Remember, there's an infinite amount to find in the presence of nothing. So spend some time there. We'll see you next week. 